welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. With me today is my co-host. I heard the peas popping a bit louder. There you go. <laughs> um, Mark Salcedo, senior editor and writer at ScreenGeek.com. You probably do have the gains a little high. Do I? Yeah. I can hear all your breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear my breathing, too. We're just fat asses, that's all. Speak for yourself. Oh, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> I'm not a fat ass. I'm just fat. You're comfortably, com- comfortably plump. Comfortably plump. Yeah. Okay. Comfortably plump. You know what I have to say about that? What? <laughs> What? <laughs> Fuck you, dog. <laughs> if it if it was dog, d a w d a w g, I give you a bit more respect. But <laughs> no, you have to give me more respect because it's duplicitous. There's like, it's not spelled a w g, but it was used that way. In the... No, right now. Oh. Oh, I was like, holy shit. Because I, I used something completely unrelated and it sounded the same. Okay. Because for a minute I was like, oh my God, did the mother say that? And Cooch, like, fuck you, dog. She did say that. No, no, she said, fuck you, dog. Yeah. But I thought when... I, for some reason, I, I thought I, I misread it and already put in my mind that the mother said, fuck you, dog. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> We're like, whoa, holy shit. Hmm. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal. Two E's in real. You can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. If you could please review us on any podcast catcher you listen to us on, we would love any attention that gets us. And our segments for the show this week are our recent review of Cocaine Bear, our obscene and obscure of 1976's Grizzly. And rawr, rawr, <laughs> rawr, rawr. Our geriatric cinematic is 1983's Kojo. Wolf. <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> R- Ralph. <laughs> Shit, it's going to be another one of those I know, nights. All right. And our Turpic, what's that? <laughs> Abyss's vacation is fucking up, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you That's wanna, how they lit off steam. I know. You want to you wanna come up with some alternate endings for Kucho? Probably. No, no, let's not do that. This sounds like a great idea. Yeah, yeah, but we, we want to make it a short show. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, since we're doing Cocaine Bear, uh, I figured uh, we talk about the uh, true story of Cocaine Bear, uh, which the uh, 2023 movie is based on. Um, lightly based on, lightly based on. <laughs> uh, so I found this this pretty good article from Collider uh, called uh, "Cocaine Bear: The True Story Behind the Insane New Movie," uh, written by T.L. Solis, and it came out this. It um, the article was dropped uh, this year, I think like in January, is what I saw. All right, so I'm going to read a few excerpts of the uh, true story of Cocaine Bear. Uh, the 1980s is remembered for an unmanageable amount of cocaine traffic and imp- 
deportation into uh, the United States that would leave a twisted legacy for decades to come, one we still feel today. There have been numerous stories, movies, TV shows, and even songs inspired by the 1980s drug trade from Scarface to Narcos, and they never get old. Not only are they uh, inspired by actual events, but they are often outrageous and push the boundaries of what is deemed as normal, either by substantial amounts of money, violence, or drama. That's the thing with cocaine movies. Like, violence, money, drama. That's all it is. Even the shows. Yeah, even the shows. Even, even if, Snowfall. Yeah, right? <laughs> even if it's like a lighthearted comedy with lighthearted comedy with cocaine, violence, drama, and money. Yep. <laughs> um, they each embody some uh, form of gluttony and are uh, positively engrossing, yet all somewhat similar. So, here's where it starts. Um, the true story, although interesting, is a lot less monstrous. On December 22, 1985, the Associated Press reported that while authorities were searching for uh, cocaine dropped by a former officer who was smuggling the drug into the United States, they found the remains of a black bear who had appeared to have gotten into uh, the cocaine and overdose. At the time, the bear had been dead for about a month. Oh, near, shit. <laughs> near the bear's carcass was a duffel bag and 40 kilograms of cocaine were found torn open and um, dissipated in the area it's been it's believed that the bear may have eaten a few million dollars worth of cocaine before its tragic and untimely death and overdose shortly uh after that the autopsy of the bear revealed that <laughs> the bear suffered all the afflictions consistent with a massive overdose from cerebral cerebral hemorrhaging i say that cerebral hemorrhaging hemorrhaging thank you uh to stroke those that performed the autopsy later said that the bear's stomach was packed to the brim with cocaine. Oh, shit. He must have really liked the taste <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, right? Uh, the bear was found in the uh, Chatta, how do you say Chattahoochee? Mm-hmm. Uh, National Forest, Blue Ridge, Georgia. I like that name. Chattahoochee? I'm going to name my dog that when I get one. <laughs> Chattahoochee! <laughs> Come here, Chattahoochee! And then, <laughs> and then for short, Hoochie! <laughs> and then Hooch. Hooch! Come here, Hooch! <laughs> It sounds more and more solid. Come here, huge. <laughs> um, so the article continues. Uh, the bear was later stuffed and passed from owner to owner, state to state, state to state for over 25 years. At one point, he supposedly even found himself in the hands of Wailing Jennings, uh, who I believe was what, a country star? I think so, yeah. Okay. Eventually, the bear earned the nickname pa- Pablo Escobar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love a good pun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now, all he says it, a punny tribute to the cocaine, uh, cocaine kingpin Pablo Escobar. I like that Pablo Escobar. <laughs> Pablo Escobar found his hopefully permanent home in Kentucky, where he is on display at the Kentucky Fun Mall. You know, if we ever cross, uh, if we ever crossing through Kentucky, let's go there and see coca- uh, Pablo Escobar. Okay. Um, I don't like any of the states in that area. Why not? I don't like traveling through them. Well, I don't know how it is now, but really having a kid and traveling through those states was a pain in the ass. I think I think it's the having the kid part. No, I think it's the bathrooms don't have baby changing stations mm. in every single state where it's law. Well, clearly you like put it on the hood or the roof of the car. I started giving up. I used to try to like change her, like Cameron in the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, y'all can just see everything. <laughs> I'm gonna change her in the trunk, outside, I, uh, on the seat. Yeah, this is y'all fault. Yeah. 
Go ahead and see all her turds. <laughs> Ew. Uh, <laughs> so, um, the article goes on. Uh, as if the bear story, <clears throat> excuse me, wasn't lewd enough, the story surrounding the smuggler is also the stuff of movies, and it did inspire the, an episode of Justified. Uh, the smuggler's name was Andrew Thornton, a former narcotics officer gone bad. According to the LA Times, Andrew Thornton's, sorry, Thornton's career as a police officer began in Lexington, Kentucky. Before his career as an officer and smuggler, he served in the 101st Airborne Division and was a Purple Heart recipient. That's the one that they get for getting, like, uh, injured injured in mm-hmm. the line of duty? Okay. Uh, his friends, who would have described him as an expert in skydiving from his military career. Uh, nonetheless, he joined the Lexington Police Force in 1968, where he would stay for nine years. From, t- from 1970 to 1973, he was on the Department of uh, Narcotics Squad. <clears throat> While working for Lexington, he studied uh, law at the University of Kentucky and by 1977 would become a practicing attorney. So this dude is like, he's pretty like uh, law enforcement career and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like he's on a, on a good path, you know, mm-hmm. good path in life. Between 1970 and 1980s, Thornton turned to drug and weapon smuggling. Just like, bam, just right into that shit. <laughs> he was first indicted in uh, 1981, Fresno, California, in connection with a uh, weapons theft case from China, China Lake Naval Weapons Center, and marijuana trafficking. Although he wasn't charged in the case, he was charged with conspiring to import and distribute a controlled substance. One of the crimes he was charged with included being the pilot of a drug run in Kentucky from South America in 1979. So he's like right on the cusp of like the cocaine wars and shit like that about to kick up. Didn't they have cocaine in the 70s? They had cocaine in the 70s, but like during the 80s. But they weren't cracking down really until the 80s. Yeah, it wasn't until like Nixon's war on drugs um, that really started kicking up this shit. And of course, during the 80s, it was like one of the bloodiest times in American history because of gang wars and stuff like that and like territory and shit like that Mm. um all right so continued uh he was not charged with a felony but sentenced to six months in prison and his license to practice law was suspended so he 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 lost his uh his what's called um he lost his money he Mm. lost his career path and he's like i i have to make money somehow i gotta earn a living so he started smuggling cocaine Thornton's drug smuggling career did not end there. He continued smuggling drugs on and on September 11th. Oh, wow. In 1985, Thornton attempted another drug run, this time for cocaine. Oh, this time of cocaine to be delivered to an unknown source. While flying a plane over uh, southeast, Thornton realized that his plane, has, his plane was uh, beginning to malfunction. He then began to throw the cocaine out of the plane, strapped about 75 pounds of it to his body, and attempted to skydive to safety. However, unlike his previous jumps in the military, his parachute did not fully open and he fell to his death. <laughs> he was found with two pistols, a bulletproof vest, Gucci loafers. That part always cracks me a Gucci loafers. Night vision goggles, 35 large bundles of cocaine, and several other miscellaneous possessions. I'd love to see a movie just of him. Of the, just like that guy? Like of his life. Yeah, seriously. Um, and it feels very... Um, better call Saul. Oh, I can picture that. Like, yeah. Kind of like a dev- devolution into... Like in crime and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, sometime between the fall and four weeks before December 22nd, 1985, Cocaine Bear found one of the packages of cocaine. 
Thornton threw out Thornton threw out of the plane, ingested it, and died. Mm. So that's a true story, Cocaine Bear. See, that's the thing. Like when I when I saw the trailer for Cocaine Bear. I was like, oh, this got to be... And it was, like, based on a true story, right? I was like, oh, my God. I didn't hear anything about a cocaine, like, fuel bear just ravaging the land and, like, killing people and stuff like that. Then actually reading it, I'm like, oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Just did a bunch <laughs> of cocaine and died. <laughs> yeah. You were, like, what? Nine months old? <laughs> At least this happened in your lifetime. I was nine months old. They called me Cocaine Cub. Wait, no. 85? Uh... You were a year and nine months. Yeah. So at that time, I was a cocaine cub. Mm-hmm. And it's not until my 20s I became cocaine bear. Or Pablo Escobar. <laughs> That's the last show. I'm okay. done. <laughs> done. I broke Kelsey. Yeah. All right. You want to get into a review? Please. <laughs> What are we reviewing? (laughs) We're going to do our recent review of Cocaine Bear. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on The bear, it fucking did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. And now we are going to do... Oh, yeah, I already said that. You already that. said that? <laughs> You're confusing me. <laughs> Fuck, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> it's your fault. You got to tell them why it's your fault first. No, no, it's not. I'm perfect. He thought he, he thought he had to push buttons. I know. Shit. I was about to press the button. I'm like, oh shit, let me stop. Something seems wrong. All right, let me turn on the volume. Okay. Distracting me with your craziness. Hey, do as I say, not do as I do. Our synopsis is an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teen converge on a Georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. Directed by Elizabeth Banks, written by Jimmy Warden. It stars Carrie Russell, Alden Ehrenreich, and actually it's Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. The Third Reich. <laughs> and O'Shea Jackson Jr. Uh, so yeah, Cocaine Bear. Um, the trailer for this movie is wild as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, great, it has a great beat behind it. Um, seems really intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, Kelsey, what did you think of Cocaine Bear? <laughs> like your very yeah. high level thoughts on it. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I liked, I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. It had, um, I think it was so overhyped with the uh, with the marketing that yeah. it didn't quite hit for me. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I it agree with you. On still that. did, but it wasn't. It wasn't as it wasn't as crazy as it could have been. Or um, if I would have gone in blind, it would have been crazier. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I do really like the kid from um, Sweet Tooth. Oh, that the little boy? Yeah. Uh, I me, fucking love that kid, actually. Uh, Christian Con- uh, Christian uh, Convery. Convery. Mm-hmm. He played Henry. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why you only put Carrie Russell and like you didn't even put. Because fuck them kids. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you could. You look severely at the... cut down the list. <laughs> well, you, you can always pop up the list if you want to look at. That's why I put I mean... rest of cats there. <laughs> hmm. Hey, I'm just trying to help out with the docket. Hmm. Anyway, I mean, this is a review That's of cocaine. Ray Liotta. It's his last. Yeah, but no one cares about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm joking. Anyway, Kelsey, <laughs> stop stop reviewing my work Your ethic. Docket. My docket. <laughs> stop reviewing Cocaine Bear. <laughs> um, I really like that kid a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't really care too much about Carrie Russell. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. There's like... So for like this... It, one of my biggest issues with this movie is there's kind of like too much humans in it like i feel like 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 if the if the movie just had like the two kids like uh dd Dee Dee and henry mm-hmm. i think it would have been like a much tighter film you're like too much humans too much as opposed to aliens well okay one of my biggest gripes with this movie is it could have used like 20 percent more cocaine bear mm. like it like I'm, I'm trying to remember it's like at one point it starts off like kind of wild, mm-hmm. like the fact that like a a particular person is like throwing cocaine like out of an airplane shit like that. And the music's like high. The guy's like wow, like all that type of shit. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just like stops. And it's like oh, here's like this mother and her her kids. Um, here are these like drug these drug dealers who has to like get these get these cocaine get these cocaine get this cocaine you know, <laughs> which that part I didn't mind with. Uh, Alden Third Reich and <laughs> and O'Shea and Jackson. I uh, Aaron Reich, sorry, Alden Aaron Reich, Aaron Reich. All right, just call and, him Alden. Yeah, I call him Alden, or you know, call him Han Solo, and everybody's brain started exploding. <laughs> anyway, Alden and O'Shea Jackson. Like I liked their dynamic. Um, I thought like their chemistry. I thought it was like funny. It was very like straight man, silly man, but like they would switch back and forth mm. with their shit. Uh, not too much silly man, but you know you guys get the idea. Uh, so I was enjoying that storyline. I even like the storyline with uh, Bob, played by uh, Isaiah. Uh, sorry, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., mm-hmm. the the detective. I even liked his storyline. It was weird because like whenever they start involving like the kids and the mother, it was like the the movie was like screeching to like a halt. Mm-hmm. What's the, which one's the one who played the blonde uh, teenager that they had walking through the forest? Uh, Christian Convery. Con- no, no, not him. Oh, this that skinny dude. Yeah. Um. No, that's Cassius. Oh, Aaron Holiday. <laughs> he played Kit. Oh, he was in Euphoria. Okay. Uh, I really liked him. You really liked him. Mm-hmm. He was pretty funny. I I did. I liked how, uh, like, when his character is introduced, it's in a very, like, negative way. But then he kind of, like, grows on you. Because like, he's a bit, fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he, stupid and funny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, that comment, that, 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 when he's talking about uh, an iguana he had uh-huh. growing up. And he said that's a ridiculous, it's not a spoiler. He said that ridiculous line. He goes, um, iguanas are listener, good listeners, but humans, they're good at hearing. It's like, what? 
Um, all right. So you like the kid who played Henry. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody else performance that you did enjoy? Um, other than the people I already said? Yeah. The lady. Which lady? The one who was a uh, ranger. Oh, Margaret Ma- Martindale? Mm. I swear they did a commercial with her, too. Probably. She's been acting for, like, decades. No, but there's, like, a, a commercial that's pretty recent with, like, a park ranger in, like, a... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, like, a little... It's a cabin-looking thing, but it's really small. Mm-hmm. And I think she's, like, selling jerky or, like... <laughs> okay, let me, let me try to find this. Or she's, like, eating jerky or, like, Mountain Dew or something. Uh... Did you find it? No. Hold up. But I swear it was her. Like, she was like, yeah, let's do this commercial and since I'm already doing the thing, you no, know? No, I'm not, I'm not finding anything like that. All right. All right. So, um, oh, yeah. So, since, yeah, you, I, I, I want to get your take on Ray Liotta because this is like his last, like, performance. Uh-huh. And, you know, before his passing. What did you think of Ray Liotta? Um, I think that the, he's just very... Uh, Ray Liotta e. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this the, like the description. Ray Liotta e. <laughs> Your lady who? Yeah, like like uh, Robert Downey Jr. He's very Robert Downey Downey Jr. e. Yeah. Um. And I I just never like, I get to the point where I'm tired of I'm just tired of seeing it and I'm tired of hating his like that character from him mm-hmm. and. His, uh, I'm tired of, like, hating his characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like... Like, he could stretch, and he has, but yeah. not very often. Yeah, he, you're right. He has, uh, he has stretched his acting skills quite a bit. I mean, the guy's been acting since, like... Well, you've, you've actually seen three movies with him, and they've all been, like, either psychos or, like... Mafia ba- psychos. Yeah, bad people. <laughs> one was, like... One was obviously Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. And then there's this one. And then there was the other one. I think it's called like Some Like It Hot mm-hmm. with um, Jeff Daniels and not Meg Ryan. I can't remember her name. Anyway, so like even in that movie, he was like a fucking psycho mm-hmm. in that one. Um, I I look at Ray Liotta in this movie as if his character Henry like got out of the witness protection and then got him back. Got back into the cocaine game. <laughs> and this is what happened to him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. Story-wise, plot-wise, what'd you think of it? Um, Are you still looking at that fucking commercial? I was, but I just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> um, Story-wise, I, I, I think that it was written pretty well because it mm-hmm. has all these different... <laughs> in a way... Mm. It's like Crash. The movie Crash? I think I think that's the one. There's different storylines and they all converge. Oh, okay. I feel like it's that. But but better, better written than that fucking yeah. movie. <laughs> you know? Well, like, this is the um, deathbed do-over of that one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, the movie Crash is what happens. And at the end, oh, Cocaine Bear shows up. <laughs> Um, I would argue that instead of Crash winning Oscar, an Oscar for Best Picture, it should have been Cocaine Bear. Just say fuck it, why not? Yeah, but Cocaine uh, Bear didn't exist. It did. It just hadn't been turned into a movie yet. True. 
Um, Anyways, I mm-hmm. I like the the way the stories converge. Yeah. Um, I really didn't like how um, Carrie Russell's character was written. Like, I just don't want to see mm-hmm. a yoga mom running through the woods. Yeah, she was very like. I don't want to say very, but she kind of was like, I'll say 20% like, I'm stuck on 20% for some reason this episode, but 20% like. That's how much battery you have left in your brain. Yeah. Uh, 20% uh, chicken with his head lopped off. Like, oh my God. Kind of like, the, like I get it. It's like cocaine bear. It's, it's, a, it's a bear after him. But like a lot of it, she's like yelling for her daughter's name. Mm-hmm. Like there's like multiple scenes like where that happens. Um, and then there are scenes that she's sharing with, uh, Margot Martindale and uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, who played the Peter, the uh, the the eco guy, mm-hmm. and like them too, like Margot Martindale and Jesse Tyler Ferguson, like going back and forth, like that was like fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And clearly, like Margot Martindale's character was like trying to get into that dude's pants. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, she says a joke like, "Oh, you know," <laughs> she says something like, "I'm just uh, like trying to dust off this beaver," like some shit. <laughs> yeah, I, saw, I got that too. <laughs> So that was good. And then like Kara Russell, and this is not, this is no, not a ding against Kara Russell. Kara Russell, she's like actually like a good actress mm-hmm. or actor, however you want to phrase it. But in this movie, it felt like, you know, they just wrote her like a mom who's concerned and like, that's it. So I, here's what I think about that, mm-hmm. that it's almost like anyone could have been in the role. Yeah. But I do think that since it's her, mm-hmm. it didn't completely suck. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, because there were times where I got a level of, um, she's kind of a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was. Yeah. But I just feel like I just didn't want to see her running through the woods. Like Yeah, and I, like I said, um, like if they just had like the kids trying to survive or something like that, I, I would, I thought, I think that would have made the movie like much funnier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they. I mean, they had to put a concerned mom in there, and that's why I'm just like, uh, it's not as funny. They like, could have roughed her up some more or something, like yeah. really put her through it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So there's like two issues I have with the directing. Mm. One is um, there's like a particular scene that happens. It, it's it happens out of fucking nowhere, where like the characters are like going through. They're, they're like walking through the woods. And one of them says something, and all of a sudden they do like a flashback, mm-hmm. and it's like, why'd you do that flashback? Like that, it did like, <laughs> like why couldn't you have shown what happened and then talk about? It? It's just, it's such a weird like, like direct, directing choice. Mm-hmm. Like it almost feels like there was something, there was something like they were like they were doing something in the editing, and they cut like a number of stuff out, and they were like, oh shit, we forgot to like we cut so much of it. That we forgot to explain what happened to this particular character. Oh yeah. So that's I thought that was pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I didn't like is when nighttime happened. It's almost hard to see like what was going on. Yeah. Like near the end, you know, like the time shift and everything. You can you can you can make out what's going on, but it's like too it's like too poorly lit to a point where you're just like, all right, let me get my flashlight and see what I'm looking at. There is another character that, mm-hmm. like, another female park ranger. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's not really a ranger. She's, like, a... You're talking about the cop, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. She's something. Um, You're talking about um, Elu... Elu... 
Ayula. There you go. Ayula smart. Jesus Christ. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, I really didn't like her character's arc. I really found she had no purpose. Yeah, just for like, I, I, her only purpose was like plot twist. Right, like which was, was like, which, it, well, it didn't a, even pay off. Yeah, that was like, that's kind of unnecessary. <laughs> She kind of just fucks off. <laughs> yeah. She came and went. I know. She's like, oh my God, plot twist. And then like, oh, she's walking around. She's oh, like, okay. Bye. I know. Bye. Exactly. I'm Bye. 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 Alright. You want to hop into the spoiler section? Yeah. Okay. Kelsey didn't sound so sure about that. I'm sure. Okay. Alright. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna get to the spoiler section. We're gonna talk at great lengths. Um, <laughs> say I know that like that forever. I know because my at great lengths. My mind was to say in great lengths, which is the wrong thing. That's why I'm like fighting with it, and the winning is like at, <laughs> <laughs> at great lengths. Yeah. So <laughs> at great lengths. <laughs> so if you don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper. Red now. Hi. I think you have your... There you go. I have my headphones the wrong way. (laughs) I was like, it shouldn't be coming out of that ear. That feels weird. (laughs) Good job. I know, right? Um, So, yeah, when the movie begins, um, and the Thornton character, played by Matthew uh, Reese... um, that movie, it like that, it like goes, it like sets it sets the movie up, sets the movie up like, all right, this movie's gonna be wild, it's gonna be fucking crazy, just fucking like let's just go with it, mm-hmm. and then it just goes, now nah, it's joking. <laughs> <laughs> here's a mother, <laughs> here's a mother and her kids, and like, and like a mother and her daughter. Here's the issue and stuff like that, and it would just like it just seems so out of place with me. Well, it did. Um... It's not that the kids were bad. It was mm. just like kind of almost like low hanging fruit. Like mm. the only reason why a kid's gonna run away is because she doesn't like her mother's new boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah. Like, no, that doesn't even exist mm-hmm. these days. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe in the eighties it did, but or the seventies. I think it's so common. Like, to, I, I, th- I think that's something that that never gets old. But it's kind of like. Kind of like, all right, let's do something different with it. Especially if, like, it happens so often in real life. You want to see it differently done on film. Well, I don't think it really does hold up these days. I'm sure mm-hmm. it does still happen. Mm-hmm. But kids deal with so much more than they did back in the 80s. Yeah, that sure. if that was probably the biggest problem that kids had. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would, it would make sense why it happened in this movie. Because it's based in the 80s. But it still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a... Wouldn't it be funnier if... If the kids were like going on a school field trip or something in the national park, oh, and, and like lost. two of them get lost, I can see that. I can see that kind of a Home Alone Kevin McAllister kind of thing, where um, you know they go on a school trip and then um, the 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 what's it called? Who's ever the the adult at the time, it like forgets them or some shit like that, or just like 
too busy doing something else and then they leave and they're like oh shit we forgot these kids you know and then like they have to try to survive i can see that mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> so you know what? i'll actually throw a question at you do you think this movie would have been stronger or a bit tighter if they just got rid of that plot with the two kids and the mother no i, w- I think that they would have changed it mm. they could have changed it yeah i i know that you don't really like child actors but uh because well, some of them sometimes they're not as convincing mm-hmm. to me but the kid who played henry like i did like that he kid. has great comedic timing and yeah. just the right level of fucking sarcasm and snark yeah and the the kid who played Dee, Dee i'm like whatever i yeah, need I'm her like, whatever on that yeah yeah um so there's that like i like i like i said i did like um the david and eddie character um, I like their plot. I actually kind of like that character's arc too. Um, the Eddie character. Actually, mm-hmm. I like both their arcs um, because David's like, "We got to get this cocaine. Like, just let's just fucking do it." You know, like he's kind of have like this piss off attitude, and Eddie's like, "I don't want to do this," but he's like reluctant to do it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, and then there's obviously issues with like daddy issues, right? He's standing against his dad, who's played by Ray Liotta. Um, and then he has like he has that confrontation. Or that moment, he's just like, no, fuck this. Like, I don't care that you're saying these drug dealers are going to come after us. We're going to we're gonna be fine. We're going to, like, do our thing and, like, disappear. Mm. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I, I actually like that that character arc. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what I think? Hmm. Sorry. This came to my mind. The kid that I like. Yeah, Henry. I think the movie would have been so much better if no one was lost in the woods to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that kid was actually Eddie's kid, and Ray Liotta brought oh. the fucking kid. <laughs> or no, like, um, n- yeah, like Ray Liotta brought the kid because mm-hmm. he's like, I don't want to watch this kid, but I got to take him with me. Yeah, and yeah, fuck yeah. whatever danger we're going mm. into. I can see that. And they're all just traipsing around the fucking woods. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, <laughs> uh, one one part I one part I actually did really like, and it just goes okay. Actually, two parts. There's two parts I really really liked. One was the scene where uh, O'Shea Jackson is like beating the shit out of those kids. They like they try to rob him, and he's mm-hmm. like just fucking them up and everything. I thought that was shot really well. Unfortunately, it was it's in the trailer, and I was just like, because I seen the trailer like a number of times. I'm like, all right, all right. like I wish, like I'm like you, like I wish I didn't, I wish I didn't see the trailer. Mm-hmm. But like for podcasting purposes, I have to like watch these trailers sometimes. I have to watch them more than a few times to be like, all right. Whatever. You don't always do that. You don't do that for Christopher Nolan films. What, let me see. We've only done one, which was... Uh, there was like Tenant. You didn't want to watch that one. There have been a couple that you're like, I don't... I watched it once. I'm not watching it again. Yeah. And you're like, I do that with Christopher Nolan films because... Well, yeah, Christopher Nolan... That's the thing. With Christopher Nolan, I try to um, not watch the trailer like at all. But for for this show purpose, I'm like, okay, I got to watch it at least once to like compare and contrast. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, what we're going to do with it. Um, so there's that. So I enjoy that scene, that bathroom fight scene. Um, Me too. And then there, the scene where the two paramedics show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, saw, they see Margaret Mondale, like, on the floor, you know, gun and everything. And, like, they, there's all this carnage on the floor and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, that's a point in the movie. That's one of the points in the movie where, like, it ramps up to, like, the crazy level. Mm-hmm. That I think most of the movie should have had 
Mm-hmm. Because the trailer really sold as like this is like a wild ass movie, right? Well, I'm like, if Crank can do it, it's like a cocaine bear. Oh yeah, that movie. Oof, that was hardcore Henry. Yeah, or hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel I really uh, feel like the directors of those movies should have directed this one. <laughs> uh, Neville, Neville Dean and Taylor. Um, yeah, because you know, actually, you know why those movies are so fucking why well, cocaine not cocaine bear crank and they did like Ghost Rider too. You know why those movies are so fucking crazy? Hmm. They're actually um, uh, like stunt action directors. Like they like they work they do like B roll, but like the crazy like wild stuff mm. that they have to get together. That makes sense. Yeah, so that's why those movies are like fucking insane. But you're right. I think like if they did it, whoa, it would, <laughs> whoa that movie would have went fucking crazy. And that's not saying like Elizabeth Banks didn't do a good job. Um, I'm not like a huge fan of her directing. Like I uh, like I didn't really like Pitch Perfect and the Charlie's Angels remake. I was just like really. What? That's who the fuck wrote this or directed this? Elizabeth Banks. Oh, from Pitch Perfect, who directed the Pitch Perfect movie? Yeah, that and the mm-hmm. fucking Charlie's Angels movie, which I heard was god awful. Yeah, like I, I didn't watch it. I looked at the trailer and I was just like, nope, I, I'm, I can't do this now. <laughs> All right. What? I'm just saying they could have chosen someone else. Hmm. I think she did a decent job. She did a decent job, but and it's like a good movie, but I don't like it as much now because I'm like, damn. <laughs> as soon hey, as you said Pitch hey. Perfect and Charlie's Angels, I'm like, it's not it's not about her. It's the people in the decision making department that I'm like, what the fuck are you thinking? Hey, whatever happened to female empowerment? Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So okay. I don't want Kelsey. I don't want people to think Kelsey like is a a misogynistic person or anything like that. But Kel- when Kelsey sees bullshit, she's like, "That's bullshit." Well, but also, if someone says, "Hey, what about female empowerment?" It's like, "Fuck you." Mm-hmm. I do female empowerment on my own terms. <laughs> That's female empowerment. Damn, I guess. <laughs> I guess. No, no, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, I didn't. Like, I thought she did a good job. I don't think she did, like, a phenomenal job, but mm-hmm. it is definitely different than what she's used to directing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, she did, um, uh, and I have to correct myself. Not, she didn't do Pitch Perfect 1. She did Pitch Perfect 2, right? Mm-hmm. Which I've seen a bit of, and I'm once again, I'm just like, this movie ain't for me. I get why people like these movies, but it, it's just not for me. And then she did Charlie's Angels, which I was just like, no, fuck that movie. Um so I think her doing Cocaine Bear, it's like something different. She's like, all right, let me see if I can just make this movie fun and like crazy as I can. Mm. It could have went a bit crazier, but it was all right. At least it stayed like on the rails enough to make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so back to my original point. Um, the scene with the, with the paramedics. Mm-hmm. That scene, like I said, that scene, I was just like, this is the movie. This should have been like Cocaine Bear, right? Mm Because it's like super wild. Um, There's a comedian who, he he plays the male, um, the male paramedic. His name is, oh, he plays Tom. His name is Scott uh, Sess. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen these, Kelsey. I feel like I. You showed me a couple of them. Yeah, like these like Ikea workers and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah, that's how I found out about that guy. And I've seen a couple minutes of a stand-up. The dude's actually pretty funny. Yeah. So, seeing him in this movie, I was like, all right. Like, I want to... You know, it's that case of, like, all right, I've seen this comedian. Let me just see if he can act and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And granted, he wasn't doing, like, a whole lot of acting. But it was fun, like, watching him. Yeah. 
So, like, yeah, so that scene, his acting and just, like, the wild nature of that scene, that's what I was like, all right. Like, I, I, I'm really liking this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we haven't really talked about the cocaine bear. No, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thought on, on, on uh, Mama Bear? She's just kind of a one-note character. Really? Mm-hmm. She, mm-hmm. I feel like. Well, it's a bear, so go on. Well, it is a bear. Yeah. But the entire movie is a parody of the 1980s. Yeah. Especially with drugs. And, like, the bear just sniffing lines and, like, doing all this shit. I'm mm-hmm. just kind of like, okay. Like, it's funny once or twice, mm-hmm. but they just do it constantly. Well, there there's a couple of parts where I, I thought it, I thought it really worked. Um, it worked well. Uh, with the with the bear, one was like the bear like mauling people. To me, I was just like, that's, yeah, that's funny. Um, well, the mauling part to me is the normal part. Mm-hmm. The but see, he's on cocaine. They're on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> then sniffing the line off the hiker's leg. Uh huh. Perfect. Yeah. But there are other times where it's like sitting there and you're it's making a face, and I'm like, uh-huh. that that's not funny. You're trying too hard now. Okay, that's that's true. I don't I don't think as as uh, Elizabeth Banks trying to make make the bear like funny. I think she's trying to make it look adorable. <laughs> even adorable, though, <laughs> even though it's looking like it wants to kill you. It looks so cute. Yeah, no, it didn't. <laughs> like there's that part where the the bear mauls one of the hikers. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then there's a butterfly. He's like, oh, and chases the butterfly. Well, yeah, that was yeah. But I'm talking about like when they're like, oh, it looks angry. Mm. And it was literally like grimacing well, like an anger, and well, you're like bears don't do that. It's not funny. Well, okay, I, I'm I'm thinking of what I'm thinking of is that scene where the ranger and like those those troubled kids and everything, or those bad kids, they're like hide. They're like in the cabin. The troubled kids they think like um, the the V characters coming out after them. And, you know, they think the ranger was attacked by him and everything. They're, like, on two different mindsets of, like, what they've been attacked by, right? And then uh, she has the kid, like, open the door. And then you see the bear. And the bear's just sitting there, like, brr. And I was like, that's what I was like, aw. Yeah. I like that one. Oh, okay. I was just saying it doesn't always work. Sometimes it does, mm. like that. But yeah. other times where you're, like, you're just looking at the bear. Mm. And it's just sitting there. It's not even being cute. It's just... Making an angry face, which they don't have. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Have you seen a bear on cocaine? (laughs) The cocaine gives them emotions. (laughs) Yeah. The cocaine gives them new facial muscles. Yeah, because it's all that that cocaine they're sniffing. It's like they have to flex muscles that they didn't know they had. (laughs) Um, I wish that the kids having done cocaine would have done something to them. Because they ate like a good tablespoon of that shit. Yeah, like... Yeah, that 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 scene. I actually thought that scene was kind of funny. I I honestly didn't think like they were gonna go that far to them actually putting it in their mouth and shit. That mm-hmm. was gonna be like a cutaway, like oh, you know, whatever. But when they actually did it, they're like, oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that sounds about right. <laughs> you put cocaine in your mouth. <laughs> um, but yeah, I felt like that would have been an opportunity for them to kind of, or for the the movie for for that particular scene. The kids kind of like really feel the effects of cocaine. I mean, and you, then the cocaine bear is there, and they're all fucked up. Yeah, like it, when you ingest cocaine, it doesn't really get you like super fucked up. You have to like snort it and shit. Mm-hmm. But you know, I 
I mean, if you're having the kids eat cocaine, just have them sniff. Like, why the fuck not? Just have them sniff it and see what happens. Well, the boy did by accident. Oh, Remember yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was like, ugh, like that. But yeah. nothing happened. Yeah. Maybe because, <laughs> you know what? Maybe because he's too used to cocaine, as he was saying. Oh, yeah. Very much. <laughs> um, so, uh, closer towards the end, where all the stories are, like, converging to, like, one. Oh, okay, actually, let me rewind. So, in the non-spoiler section, I had mentioned about a flashback that just seemed out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, since we're in the spoiler section, that flashback, it, you know you know what I'm talking about, but, like, the scene where, like, the two guys, like, the two drug dealers, the cop, who's, like, you know, find out it's, it's uh, she's being paid by, the, um, by Ray Liotta's character. Mm-hmm. Like, when they're hiking, and they said, so they're going towards, like, the cave, one of them says something like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like that that body that we encountered. And then like a flashback. Uh-huh. And like they they show him finding the body. Like one of them, tri- I think it's like O'Shea Jackson, like trips and finds the body. And they're like, no, no, no I'm sorry. It's uh, Alden. Trips lands on the body. They're like, oh, shit. And then like they go back. Like they flash forward back in regular time. It just seems so, that flashback just seems so out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. I don't even remember it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like how they didn't show you how the the older guy got up mm-hmm. on the roof of that gazebo. I that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, and, and like, actually, you know what? This one thing I want to point out, right? Apparently, apparently, if there's a bear out there, everybody has the ability to just climb trees. Yeah, like I understand why the kid climbed the tree, like how he's able because he's a kid, like. Kids climb I couldn't stuff all climb the time. shit as a kid. In <laughs> fact, your daughter proved she can't climb shit either. That's, <laughs> That's different. Fucking, it's a rock wall. That's different. You're supposed to be able to climb those. That's a straight up kind of thing. She used to climb trees, but that was like at an angle. So that's a bit easier. Not even true. Whatever. Not talking shit about my kid. What about your kid climbing? No, <laughs> Mine can't even walk half the time. Tripping over their feet. Which one? Both of them, but mostly the older one. I think it's funny how... Cameron has to take like one step at a time coming downstairs. Oh, they both do it now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's very like old lady kind of like. Eh. <laughs> at least Cameron does it faster now. Cadence is worse than Cameron. But now. didn't Cadence just actually just walk normal? Like she did. upstairs? Yeah. And she sees her sister doing it. It's like, that's it. I know. You know what to get them to um, like get them walking normal and faster? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so back where I was saying. Um, the Peter character, uh, played by Jesse Tyler Ferguson, like wait, who's that? That's that's the the environmentalist guy. Oh, okay. So yeah, like he climbs a tree like easily, right? Mm-hmm. And he he doesn't look a he looks he's a big guy, mm-hmm. right? So he climbs a tree, and then the detective climbs a tree, and I was just like, wow, I reckon just climb a, just climb a fucking tree now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 40 years old. I'll be lucky if I can climb stairs without my back going out. <laughs> But yeah, but that that scene with the detective like climbing the tree, get on the roof, and he's just like, "Well, I'm trying to find somewhere where to land, you know, mm-hmm. safely." That whole scene was actually pretty funny. As Kelsey's yelling, she's like, oh, "No, it wasn't." What part was funny? The whole gazebo scene. Oh yes, it was. I love the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> Sorry, I've been having a long day. No, it's all right. It's all right. It's um, all right. I like that scene too. Like, and I like uh, how, like, kind of, like, this guy who's a cop, mm-hmm. his, he should have retired, like, five years ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
his biggest worry in the world is that he got the wrong dog, but he's kind of in love with it anyway. Yeah. And like, he's kind of slow and <laughs> just taking his time, but he wants to get the guy, you know, cause he's been after him for years, but mm-hmm. he's kind of like, nah, I'm just kind of sad about my ways. Mm-hmm. You know, like I kind of love that. I'm surprised he didn't say like two days to retirement or some shit like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that whole gazebo scene was pretty funny. Uh, like that part where the detective shoots um, O'Shea Jackson's characters like in his fingers. Yeah, and they're trying to figure out how the fuck they didn't yeah, even get yeah, two in a row. Like, yeah, they were like, they're not even next to each other. How do they do that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, probably because, um, you know, he was giving the finger. So he's giving the finger as he's trying to reach for the gun? Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that was a okay. case... <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense because what fingers did he get shot? The index finger and the ring finger. Yeah. So <laughs> if that was the case, the middle finger would have gotten shot. Okay, maybe he had it down. Stop. Just don't stop it. You're trying to make sense of that and not make sense of the <laughs> cocaine bear. <laughs> it doesn't make sense what I'm trying to make sense because the whole thing doesn't make sense. <laughs> um. All right. What else? Uh, so yeah, the ending, like, like I had said in the non-spoiler section that the ending or like, just like where everything takes place, um, you know, it's like, it's poorly lit. It's kind of hard to like see what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did thought, I did think it was funny that when the, um, so like when the mama bear jumps down and like tries to fight Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta, like Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta shoots the mama bear and falls down, right? I thought it was hilarious how um, the cocaine package had, like, one of them had, like, ripped, mm. and it fell on the mama bear, and that woke her up. Like, it was fucking spinach, and she was Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> she had the strength of, like, a thousand bears and start climbing up really fast and shit mm. like that. I actually thought that was pretty funny. I don't know what they were trying to do with Ray Liotta, but he was, like, hanging himself on the duffel bag strap for a while, yeah. and, like... Well, because the bear had, like... Like, that was at the point where, like, everybody took off, they jumped, and then, like, Ray o- Leota is still trying to reach for the bag, and the mama bear's like, fuck you, and, like, he slips down and shit. No, I know that, but uh. I just think that that scene was weirdly directed. That's true. I felt like that, I felt like that was, like, it, like I said, it, like, he'll say, it wasn't directed well, but it seemed like that was, that was the only way that they were going to justify, like, oh, this is why his, like, guts come out. Is because of this particular reason. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why the only reason it, it it was there. But you're right. I think it was like, like it, I don't know. It could have looked like, it not could look like, it could have maybe used a bit more rehearsal or maybe a better angle or something. They like didn't that. have to hang him by his neck from a tree. Could, you know, they could have just, he could have just been reaching for the duffel. Yeah. <laughs> she could have swiped at his uh, stomach. Wow. Like that. Yeah. Um, it was adorable <laughs> to see them them cocaine cubs just become you know little uh, zombie bears. Yeah, just eating all the intestines. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know anything else. Um, other than my opinion of should you watch the movie? Yeah. Nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> you said yeah. So other than, so yeah. Oh, okay. So people should watch the movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, I'm an idiot. Got it. <laughs> uh, I, I say the same thing. Just kind of like, maybe like lower your expectation. How do you say it? Expectation. Expectation. Yeah. God, I gotta stop. 
breathing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the unfortunately the trailer does the trailer um the trailer does overhype it, you know, as Kelsey said. And I But it is a that. very fun movie. Yeah, it is a fun movie. It is a fun movie. Um because of this movie, apparently like now the production company Asylum is now trying to make a movie called uh Meth Alligator. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> No, no, it's called Meth Gator. There you go. It's supposed to be called Meth Gator. Mm. All right. So, uh, what do we got next? Next. Next, we are going to do our obscene and obscure. So, we're going to do Grizzly, which came out in 1976. The synopsis for that one is an 18-foot-tall grizzly bear terrorizes a state park, leaving it up to a park ranger to save the day. Sound familiar? (laughs) I don't know, does it? This is the Latin version of Jaws. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, this movie that was directed by William Girdler. Girdler. Girdler, written by uh, Harvey Flexman and David Sheldon. Um... This movie, all right, so it came out in 1976. This movie's really obscure. Um, I happen to come across this. It's on Shudder. So if you folks have Shudder, it's it's there. It's streaming on that service. I only came across this because my girlfriend was like, she just like picked a movie. No, no, we were watching movies. And she was like, we're like, okay, let's watch Grizzly. Like, it looks pretty bad. And I had taken some cough syrup, so I passed out. You know, as oh, that was the time. That was the time I got, I really got tired, just like knocked out. Um, but she was like, "You got to watch this movie." And then I watched it. I was like, "Holy shit!" Kelsey has to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it is essentially like just to give you guys like as Kelsey said, kind of. Here's the setup: there is a 18 foot grizzly bear that is terrorizing this like forest area where people are like coming out. During like the summer or fall or whatever, it's like large groups of people, and there's a park ranger, there's a like a like a, a bear expert, and then there is like another character who's like the park ranger's friend or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it literally is like beat for beat Jaws on land, <laughs> like that's it, mm-hmm. right? Um, so just to kind of like give you guys uh, an idea. Um, of like the comparison. Okay, so the two writers, Flexman and Sheldon, they actually did admit that they were like, "Yeah, this is a Jaws movie." Like we took <laughs> Jaws and like wanted to make our own. So the basic story structure is the same. Um, the plot beats are the same. Uh, even some of the dialogue is like similar. Um, case in point, when like uh, Flexman had in, Flexman Sheldon had inter had included this like serious monologue um that was similar to like quint quint's memories quint is the the boat captain from jaws and like his time on the uss indianapolis and the shark shark attacks Mm -hmm. like there's there's like a a scene where they're like conversing and it's almost the exact same thing Mm -hmm. except the guy just talks about bears (laughs) (laughs) um there's even like there's even like a character, um, from what I got from my notes, an unscrupulous politician mm-hmm. who's like stopping, like, it's like 
trying to stop the bear hunters from like causing up a fuss like oh my god there's bears attacking which is just like the mayor from jaws mm-hmm. the exact same way that happens like that um okay but before i before i continue kelsey what's what's your what's your opinion on on grizzly i like this movie mm-hmm. it doesn't have the same appeal as jaws mm-hmm. um and it was pretty wild i i think i think why it doesn't have the same appeal is that it's poorly directed yeah <laughs> Well, also because the scenery and the imagery, it just kind of all blends after a while. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make sense what these guys are doing where. Yeah. Like, who's who? Why are they doing that? Some th- sometimes it makes sense. It's like coming in and out of a dream. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, but the parts with the bear are really wild. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're, it's like, because it's like bad good type of wild where people are just like, man, this is hanging out. And all of a sudden the bear's like, Bruh! and like swipes him and like, that's it. <laughs> you know, there's like a part where like oh, we're gonna spoil a bit of the movie, but there's a part where he like swipes the head of a woman and it just like flies across the screen yes. in slow motion. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you were like laughing your ass off at that shit. I right? was. Um, and there's even like another part where like a woman gets like mauled by a bear, mm-hmm. but like somehow <laughs> like the bear picks her up. But it, you might as well just assume that uh, what's it called a forklift had picked her up. Because mm-hmm. the way how she was being carried. <laughs> um, yeah, the deaths are pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're pretty bad, too. <laughs> One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. The lookout in the uh, the tower. Oh, and the bear's, like, shaking it? Yeah. That's my fucking favorite one. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's such a great scene, because, like, the bear's, like, pushing on this plank... And but they, like but definitely not making any headway. Yeah, yeah, and they they show the park ranger on a park ranger at on uh, the top of the tower, and it's doing that that old school like sixties and seventies like shake the camera, uh-huh. and the actors like oh like moving left and like <laughs> just kind of give you guys an idea like how Star Trek TOS would. That's would what I was thinking. Yeah, where like they like shift their body, the camera's like Bleep! like leans up or something, <laughs> the angle changes. That's the same thing where it's like shaking and the park ranger's like, oh my god. And then and the bear somehow just knocks over the entire tower. Yep. Just by pushing it a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> um so um another thing that makes this movie actually pretty fun to watch is how the bear looks on screen. Mm-hmm. There are like a number of times where clearly it's like a dude in a bear suit. Oh yeah, they're just making the they're just making the guy look bigger than uh-huh. he already is. Um, also, and, I think uh, the bear looks super fucking friendly. Well, yeah from from what I read, the bear was abs- was like really friendly, but like they um the what's it called like the the bear wrangler or whatever was mm-hmm. just like okay guys you guys just gotta kind of keep away, but he's not gonna harm you, but just kind of keep away anyway. But yeah, the bear did look. The bear actually looked adorable, like cocaine bear. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the editing? Because I felt like you noticed how bad the editing was. Um, I don't remember. I think my mind probably purged that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have to like. Well, um, okay. Like for example, whenever they show an actual bear. And it's like attacking somebody. Uh, it's like these quick edit cuts. Oh, and it looks like they put, they put two by fours in a bear suit. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. So it's like this weird, like mechanical looking arms or something uh-huh. that are like, blah, and but it's like quick cuts. Like, yeah. Like, like there's one scene where like somebody gets mauled by a bear and like, it looks, it just looks like the bear is just hugging the person like this hard, like, <laughs> some of the, some of the cuts and like the, the quick, the quick cuts and everything. It mm. makes me think of like, this is like anime, but with a bear. A house. Because of, you know how, like, sometimes, like, in anime, they really like the quick cuts, Mm -hmm. especially when there's going to be a fight. Mm -hmm. That's what it seemed like to me, because they were doing that with the bear. (laughs) Um, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And there is a number, there is a number of, like, flying limbs that happens in this movie that clearly looks rubber. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one scene where a particular animal gets its head knocked off. I don't want to say what animal it is, because I feel like... I'm like you guys still gotta come into this one, um, kind of blind. But like it, the head gets knocked off, but the bear pops up like almost like a ninja, uh-huh. like surprise, bitch, and blow, like knocks the head <laughs> off. And you just see like that animal's head just like roll over, and it looks so fucking fake. Yeah. And um, I think we should talk about the uh, the big thing at the end. Do you want to? Do you want to spoil that? Maybe a little tiny bit, but not give it fully away. Okay. I would say that the big thing about Jaws that everyone likes to hold on to is the explosion at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I feel like this movie has one. Uh-huh. But it's so fucking stupid how they did it. I'm like, well, they had to make it somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, like... Whatever the, you have to do. Yeah, like the... Spoiler warning for anybody who, has seen, who hasn't seen Jaws... Um, yeah, there's a part where Roy Scheider, or not Roy Scheider, the shark somehow gets a tank in his, I mean, it doesn't somehow, but it's kind of like, it's so random how the shark gets a tank in his mouth and Roy Scheider's like, oh, I got you, and blah, like, shoots it, boom, right? Mm-hmm. That at least makes some sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, co- I want to say Cocaine Bear, in Grizzly, it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Even like, the weapon. That the park ranger has. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, that's standard issue park ranger, like, weaponry. That, yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> and and I don't know if you noticed, even that weapon that the dude used, mm-hmm. it looked like it was made out of, like... Uh, Pringles cans? Yeah, Pringles cans <laughs> are, like, two, and like, like uh, what's it called? Condensed condense wood and shit like that, <laughs> or cardboard. It looks so much like bullshit. Um, I mean, they couldn't have a real one on set. At least make it look real. Like, come on. That's like some shit you can make like in high school. Let's just kind of stick it together and that's it. Mm. You're good to go. But yeah, that ending. I think you overestimate high schoolers' um, abilities to make things. No. (laughs) That's not where I'm going. That's not where I'm going. (laughs) You know what? You're right. You're right. I'm thinking of high schoolers like now who actually take time, like who actually like will build stuff and everything. Mm. Because... You know, like it's kind of cool, but like this is like the seventies. They're mm. just like, whatever. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, I'm gonna listen to my angry music and <laughs> brush my long rocker hair. Wow, you sound you sound like somebody's parent I from this from the seventies. That was the point. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, like like I said, the ending the ending it's it's not like, it's. <laughs> It's worth everything. It's worth everything. Like leading up to it, like you know what? You know what? I'm surprised this has not shown up at uh, Beyond Fest. 
Seriously. Like this would be like a great movie to watch to watch in theaters. If you and if you folks are um curious about this movie, like I said, it's on Shudder. Watch it with your friends and start drinking. And it'll be a lot of fucking fun. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. We weren't drinking. I know, I fucked up there. We should have been drinking like a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that had a you know what? We could we could rewatch it and no. drink more. No. No, are you sure? Yeah. Just don't fuck up again. And now we are going to do our geriatric cinematic of Louis Teague's Cujo. Nothing that lives in the imagination is more frightening than the terror that lives in Castle Rock, Maine. Cujo? This film came out in 1983. And the synopsis is Cujo, a friendly St. Bernard, contracts rabies. Contracts, not contracts, because you know you can't <laughs> contract rabies. You know, we gotta build up those contracts for uh, for rabies. We gotta call them in. <laughs> and conducts a reign of terror on a small American town. Directed by Louis Teague, written by Don Carlos Dunaway and Barbara Turner. It's based on the novel by Stephen King and it stars. D. Wallace, Danny Pitaro, and Daniel Hugh Kelly. I like they're all like D. Danny Daniel. <laughs> uh, that's a that should be a band name. D. Danny Daniel. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> um, when you, when you when you read conducts, I'm thinking of like a when orca- I said contracts. No, 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 no. No, he says rabies and conducts a reign of terror. Oh yeah. When I thought when you said conducts, I'm thinking of like a musical conductor. Oh yeah. <laughs> terror. <laughs> Um, I'd go see that, especially if you were the conductor. Okay. <laughs> Terror! <laughs> just saying that. That's what you said. Yeah, I should say that, like, conductor orchestra. Dar! Dico! Dar! It's a terror, not dar. No, I say terror, and then as the as I go further along, it just becoming worse and worse. Like dar, 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 like the sausage and pepperoni pizza. Exactly. Guy? That's exactly. Oh, what sausage I'm and mushroom pizza. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm glad you corrected yourself on that one. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> it is. Uh, all right. So Cujo, um, one of many, many uh, Stephen King adaptations. You know um, the reason why they called him Cujo? Why? Because his name was Joe, and everyone thought he was cool. Like, <sighs> anyway, <Cujo. laughs> anyway, he's Cujo. You're cool. Anyway, no one gives a fuck about what Kelsey thinks. <laughs> No, no, no. Anyway, yeah, this is one of the movies I grew up watching. Um, I didn't find it particularly scary, even when I was a kid. Mm. Um, but it, it was definitely worth revisiting. Um, like, I mean, as an adult, I'm still like, yeah, it's not that scary. Because I, I guess because I'm such like a dog lover. I'm just like, oh, it's a cute dog. He's a murderous dog, but he's cute. Anyway, mm. so no one gives a shit about what I think. The most important thing is, uh, what does Kelsey think of this movie? I think that I don't give a shit what you think. Because I disagree. Okay. I, I disagree. With what? <laughs> the fact that you're like, oh, well, it's not scary. Like, it's not terrifying. Uh, but 
and this is only my second time watching it. Uh huh. And to me, it's such a realistic like kind of terror. Uh huh. That I was, I'm kind of, I was kind of terrified, but not like super. Okay. I definitely wasn't like I'm not scared at all, but I'm like. Like you, like you can, you can feel the the mother's. And the kid, the kid is like crying, like he actually is scared. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think I also have like a like that deep fear of being stuck somewhere without anyone knowing and like being terrorized by something. I can see that. Yeah. Um. So I kind of, I don't know. And it also has like a good backstory. It does. It like it's it's so funny because like it does start off about like this uh, family, this this husband, wife, and kid, and how the wife is having an affair behind the husband's back. It's not like the husband's like a bad guy, and it's not. And I won't even say that the wife's a bad person. She just seems kind of conflicted on like where her life is taking her, Mm -hmm. and she. One of her outlets is like sleeping with this one dude, and it's it's like starts off with like this family drama, like oh my god, mm-hmm. and then it turns into like she's gonna be mauled by a dog. Yeah, and you know what? I think they had to give, mm. I think they had to give a reason why no one noticed for days where she was. And, and, and to tell you the truth, it it honestly it does work. Yeah, I don't think I I doubt like yeah, it, I think it really does work for um for like what everything was like leading up to like mm-hmm. her being stuck there and. The circumstances of like why that family wasn't um, there. Wasn't there? I mean, the two people. The were, dog got him first. <laughs> yeah, there, there's two people who who were there who got mauled, but like the mother, uh, the wife, and the kid of that household are like. We won I'm the lottery. Gone. Bye. Yeah, we're taking <laughs> off. We'll see you like in a week. <laughs> um, so you touched you touched upon a little bit of the kids acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of the performance, the all around performance? Um. I didn't have any problems with almost any of it. Mm. I think, I think it was just felt like it was out of nowhere that mm. the the mechanic was like an abuser because mm. he didn't seem like he was when you first meet him, but then when you get behind like closed doors and shit, and he's mm. in his own home, he's a piece of shit. And I'm yeah. like, that's kind of a turn. I think, um, yeah, I think it, that could have been set up a little bit better mm-hmm. or a bit of a more of a lead up to it. Uh, because the only the only reason that you would think that he is a trash person is like the house and he runs a mechanic shop out of his barn mm-hmm. and it's like oh it's clearly this person's trash and like you know beats his wife and stuff. But like I that. I don't get that. Uh-huh. Um, maybe it's my upbringing, but like usually people who live like that, mm. you're they're just trying to make a living. No, I know that's what I'm so saying. So they're not like, usually like super trash people. Yeah. But they're just like people know them and they go there mm-hmm. even though their property looks like shit because they know they're going to get their work done right. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, take the mechanic that you go to. <laughs> his whole shop looks really bad. Oh, it's really messy. Yeah. yeah. But, he, but he knows his but shit. But he knows his shit. Yeah. Um, but so I wouldn't say that I, I didn't get he was an abuser until. No, 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 no. That, no. What I was what I was alluding to is like back then that was like. This is how you know this person's trash because of look at what how they look. Oh, oh, you're talking about in cinema. Yeah, yeah, in cinema. Not like in real life. Oh, like okay. like like you and I have been around people where it's just like that other people might consider them trash, but it's like, no, they're good people, you know? Yeah. Just, why are you looking down on them? But yeah, cinema wise this is like look, clearly I, I come person. from trash. I grew up yeah. in a trailer park. Those was my high school years. I know you're a bit you're like a bit trashier than me. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh yeah, so there's that. I, I will definitely give it to the kid. Um, 
Was it Tad? Is it Tad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Danny Dan- Pintaro? Yeah. Given how that kid was like performing, like like the kid couldn't the kid actually didn't know how to read at that time. Uh-huh. So he had the he had to like some people I think his mother his mother had to tell him his lie his lines uh-huh. and he had a he had to remember them and how to like perform and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Which I think that was that's really good. Mm-hmm. Especially at that age. Um I'm actually curious to like because the, there are t- there are a ton of parts where like the kids like screaming and crying. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they like the director would like go into the kid's ear and be like, "If you don't cry, I'm gonna fucking kill your mother." You know, like kind of like <laughs> give them the initiative to yeah, do that, yeah. or if he would just like or your dog actually died. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So like something <laughs> like that. I mean, there's no information I saw that like oh the director did this, um, but yeah, that kid was like really fucking going at it at the whole like terrified uh, aspect. Mm-hmm. Hi. I think that's probably my favorite performance. Mm-hmm. Is his. Oh, okay. And then the close second to the mother because um, she wasn't like the damsel in distress that's like, oh, I can't take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was realistic about, like, I can't just get out of the car and I can't, like, there's no cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are I you going to do? Ruin this movie. Cell phone. That's it. <laughs> um,. Yeah, and I, and there's even there are even a number of scenes where like she she reacts to certain situations towards her kids, like how a mother, how I think a mother would, mm-hmm. like the part where like the kid is like screaming and crying, like I want to be there, and this is after they've been like locked up in the car for like a few days, mm-hmm. because like I want to see my dad, I want to see dad, I want to see dad, and she's like, oh, dad, God, fine, we'll find dad, you know, it's like <laughs> shit like that. That's yeah. like a realistic like fuck fine <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> I also like how the the husband reacted uh-huh. after finding out that she cheated on him. Like it's funny mm. because um, a lot of times it's written as like a huge dramatic scene. Yeah, like, with, oh, like a lot of shit. shouting like, or breaking of things or whatever. Yeah, and um, he just kind of looks at her and goes, "So did you?" And she's <laughs> like, "Yes." And then yeah. he's like, "All right." So he leaves. Yeah. And when he's going to leave, she asks him, she tells him, like, it was already over. And he's like, I just need to think. Yeah. Like, instead of it being, like, this wild thing, it was like, no, he, like, he's pretty Mm. measured. He's a level-headed guy. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think that's that's pretty realistic. I mean, I know everybody acts differently to that type of news and shit like that. Mm. But I feel like that's, that's a bit more realistic in the 70s because, like... The husband and the and the wife, they come from an era where, like, swallow your anger. Like, just swallow it down and just take care of your shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And she and he's like, I just need to think. Like, like I honestly think that if, if you know, different scenario where she's like, what, what, did she, what did she say to her husband as he was about to leave? She said, um, she said it, oh, was, it was already, already over. over. Yeah, I think, it, I think it, if, if. She said that, like, it let if she said that, if she like continued on, he would have just been like, like, just snapped on her and stuff like that. Yeah. And clearly, he was just like, I need to go away from you. I think she said a couple of other things, but it wasn't like a long, yeah, like a long dialogue. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I I'm with you there. That that scene was very realistic. It that's the thing. It like really added, like, the because I even saw like the old trailer. Mm-hmm. 
And whenever somebody thinks, uh, or most people, when they talk about Cujo, they're like, oh, the dog, you know, had rabies. It looked crazy, blah, blah, blah. But, like, no one really talks about, like, the family drama that actually, like, played up to and how they got to that point of, like, how really well placed that was and how it worked and, like, perfectly, like, synced with what happens, like, at the midpoint of the movie. Mm -hmm. I also think um, people now underestimate the the mindset of people at that time mm-hmm. because in this movie too the the dad w- played a little bit more of the mom role in a way because mm-hmm. he was the one with the the monster song yeah um and it seemed like she was too busy trying to figure out who she was yeah there's like i think there's something that happens near the beginning where the kid is like terror like he's scared for what's underneath the bed or in the closet mm-hmm. and the dad really comes in like in a very nurturing way of like all right let's look underneath the bed let's look in the closet like everything's all fine mm-hmm. you know as a as a as opposed to like some like machismo stuff like suck it up there's no monster no he's like yeah. no i feel you like let's look we'll be fine yeah um so i think i always find it interesting when i've watched older films that are like yeah this is definitely not how every family works mm-hmm. um so a bit of trivia I want to add. Um, have you seen The Dead Zone? I know you watched the series, but did you ever see the Christopher Walken movie? Nope. All right. This actually kind of blew my mind. So uh, the IMDb trivia states that the original novel of Cujo was a sequel of sorts following The Dead Zone since Frank Dodd was killed. That's a serial killer. He became a kind of a boogeyman in Castle Rock and supposedly haunted Tad. It is hinted that Dodd possessed Cujo Sheriff George uh, Bannerman, played by Sandy Ward here, uh, makes specific reference to the Dead Zone hero Johnny Smith. Both this movie and the Dead Zone were developed at the same time, with this film released two months before by different studios, so the references were removed. Oh. So, and that's the thing. A lot of Stephen King novels, like especially like his, uh, actually not even just his horror films, but even like his serious stuff, like let's say, uh, I think like Shawshank Redemption and Game, uh, Green Mile. Mm-hmm. They're they're like all connected in some way. Um, if I remember correctly, the character Red is like related to like or like knows the uncle or dad of the kid from It. Okay. Uh, the black kid whose name is escaping me, um, or somebody like somebody is Shawshank like knows somebody like in the in the in the book It. Like, mm. there's, a, like, a relation to that. But, yeah, like, other than the fact that it takes place in Castle Rock or in Maine or some, like, area in that, mm. that, like, yeah, so there's, like, a connection to, like, Cujo and the Dead Zone. Which is funny. I actually thought they always filmed everything in Maine. But this one was, like, up in California. Yeah, I thought I thought so, too. Or a majority of his of his adaptations were shot in Maine or something like that. But I guess not. Yeah. Um. So... Oh, we have we haven't talked about this, the dog. Kuja. I feel like he got all of this, the probably rashes and shit. <laughs> oh, from all the stuff they used on him and yeah. everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There like there were a number of shots where uh, Kujo did look terrifying, especially like as the movie goes on, the days have gone on. He just looks more and more like monsterish and shit like mm-hmm. that which i thought it worked really well until he just looks like they threw a bunch of mud on him then i'm like okay yeah like if they threw like <laughs> yellow snot just blah, like on his face or some yeah. shit like that um but vaseline I, <laughs> but i get what you're saying about like not being scared but more like terrified 
Uh, yeah, like it's something dog. that could happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can I can definitely see I can definitely see your point of view mm-hmm. of it. Um, but my dumbass be like, oh, cute dog, and then get my hand bit off or something. Yeah. But you wouldn't dog. be terrified at all. No, if anything, I'd be mad. You'd be mad. Yeah, because like, give me back my hand, and then you like <laughs> rip it out of the dog's yeah. mouth and beat him to death with it. No, that's, that's if he rips off my arm. If right, it, you still if, do with a hand. If you could, it, if you could pimp slap him with your yeah, your, <laughs> your chopped off hand. You pimp slap him to death. <laughs> <laughs> no, my like my my thing about dogs. You poke him in the eyes. I don't. <laughs> um, no, my things. My thing about dogs is that like, because I've had dogs growl at me. And it's just like a mad. Is this a matter of you know, as the dog whisperer says, is this a matter of like establishing establishing dominance, you know? <laughs> okay, so what do you do when you establish dominance for a dog? Yeah, stick your stick your stick, the, stick your thumb up his butt. <laughs> Doctor Pole. Actually, no lie. This is what I heard. No, I I heard. I don't know if it's real. I've never done this. What I've heard that if. Two dogs are fighting. Let's say like your dog and another dog are fighting, right? They're going at it, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how you like how like a person will grab the dog's like collar and try to pull them away, and it doesn't help. They're, they're still like trying to fight each other. To stop them from fighting, you stick your finger in their ass. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it actually works because I don't think anyone's ever really tried it. <laughs> Such a weird fucking thing I to do. I, 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 and I, disgusting. I, I heard that from somebody. Well, that's Doctor Pole. He probably knows. <laughs> I heard that from someone. I was like, "What?" But that kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, let's say for example, you're fighting with somebody. You're just going. You do get out, and they turn around and you stick your thumb up their ass. I'm like, "Whoa, okay, fight's over." Depends. I think that your adrenaline gets going so much. Mm. It's like marathon runners. Okay. You know how they like get really incontinent when yeah. they're running. I, I don't think that. I think there are certain things like when you're in a car accident, mm-hmm. you don't feel the pain because your adrenaline is so high. Oh, okay. Like I think that you might you have like a fifty fifty chance of the dog even noticing that you did that. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> how use your big finger. <laughs> all you, my fingers are yeah. big. <laughs> yeah, I use all your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Um, how no? I was asking though. How would you establish dominance? Oh, you, me and my yeah me and myself personally. Um. Simple. If a dog is growling at me, all I do is I stop my foot and I just look back. At, like, like I can't do it now because it's going to be super loud. Uh-huh. But I stop my foot. And I'm like, move, motherfucker, like that. Mm-hmm. And then normally they're just like, they back up like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I'm not intimidating enough. You haven't stopped your foot in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a moment, a moment of calculating. Yeah. That's what the pause was. I was like. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know That's a what? Joke. You know what? Before um okay. Uh I want to tell I'm going to tell a quick dog story, but uh, I thought you should save that to the very end to close out. No, 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 no. I am. That's why that's why I want to Oh, you want me to say like for the end? Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Yeah. So, okay, so And this, also I want to tell you how I established dominance that doesn't seem to work for me. How? How do you establish <laughs> dominance? <laughs> Um, cause I kind of stand there. I keep getting attacked by these fucking little ankle biters that live in the apartment complex. The the, the little dogs? Yeah. Really? I didn't, at that part, I didn't well, know. Not, not like attack attack, but mm. like they fucking follow me by my ankles. Like they're going to bite me. Really? 
And the lady upstairs got mad because her dog kept coming towards me. And I tried to kick it a few times. Yeah, rightfully so. And she's like, he's not going to bite you. He's not going to bite you. You don't fucking know that. I'm like, I don't fucking know your dog, lady. Like, yeah. I'm going to stomp his ass if he comes near me. Yeah. Um, and then, like, earlier this week, or mm. was it last week when I was going to check the mail for my pills? Mm-hmm. The fucking apartment over there that I didn't even know had a dog. Mm-hmm. The dog came out and, like... It, if I was facing it, it mm. wouldn't come towards me. It came really close to me, but it wasn't going to do anything. But as soon as I tried to turn so I could go around the fucking corner to go get the mail, mm. it was in attack mode. Like, it was going to get me. So I had to, like, come towards it a few times and it would mm. back up. But yeah. by the time I got around the corner a little bit, then it mm. was like, okay, you're out of my territory. No, oh, I, I get you. Like, and I shouted, like, come get your fucking dog. But no one came. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember... I mean, other than sorry, I'm about to say, I'm trying, I'm trying to think if I've ever gotten, like, physical with a dog. Mm. Um, I think the only time, like, I think the only time I really got physical, uh, I, okay, the only time I really got physical with a dog, like, trying to defend myself, was, this is just, this is just a different incident that, to the incident I'm going to say at the end of the show, but one dog did come at me, and mm-hmm. I knew he was going to be too fast. And not, not a very, like, hey, what's going on? But he's coming to me, like, kind of a threatening manner. Mm-hmm. I just kicked. I was like, like, that was it. Dog fucking booked <laughs> it. Like, and I know not everybody has that timing. But I was just like, oh, this is danger right now. So fuck this. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's, if it's a choice between getting mauled and just punting the dog a bit. And it wasn't a small dog. It was like, what kind of, maybe like a lab? No, not a lab. I think it was a lab. Well, labs can be like pretty mid-sized. They're not usually very big. I might be thinking of a, a different dog. But the lab mixes can be small too. Um, let me see. Um, then I had a uh, a story mm-hmm. about a couple German shepherds. It was a lab. Yeah, it was a Labrador retriever. Yeah, that dog came at me. I was like, "Fuck this." <laughs> Which is really weird because labs aren't usually like that. They're very friendly. Yeah. They're a little high strung sometimes. They have a lot of energy. I mean, like this was I mean, this is kind of a neighborhood where it's some questionable people. Mm. Like I like I'm a firm believer that it's not the dog's fault for lashing out, it's the owner who one who doesn't who doesn't like maintain the dog or two abuses the dog. I'm a firm believer that that's ninety seven percent of it. Mm. But there are breeds who Oh yeah. Um, like well, the Akita that I showed you the other day. Yeah, like you said they can become very aggressive. Yeah, yeah, to the point where it really did fuck up a pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> and you tell me about that. Um, wait, what was the way you established dominance again? Me, like I'll turn towards the doll, lunge oh. at the fucking dog <laughs> with your nails. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that type of lunging, like a like a grizzly bear. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, we went we went off track. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to add? No, that's it. Oh, okay. So, uh, of course, the question: Do you think this movie still holds up? Yes, I do too. Um, you seem a little conflicted about no, it. No, no, no. Because like, because like, okay. So the the only the only dog movie that really comes to mind that like tried this was this movie called uh, Man's Best Friend. Uh-huh. Sorry, uh, Lance Hendricks. And it was literally it was about a dog that was bio biologically engineered. To have like all these features that would make it like uh, a deadly animal and stuff like that, uh-huh. but even that's like 
even that movie was like ridiculous. Mm. It made no sense. This is more Cujo is more of a, an actual I like natural kind of idea of like no this could really happen. What I'm, about Homeward Bound? <laughs> did they attack anybody in that movie that was human? Yeah. Who? What? Why? <laughs> How? Well, I mean, the humans attack them. That's the same thing, right? Oh, God. You stop it. <laughs> um, the, the only thing in this movie that is pretty ridiculous is how fast the rabies was was had affected the Because I remember you looked it up while we were um, while we were uh, watching this movie. And mm-hmm. this is like an incubation period of like days, right? Or yeah, something like, like 10 days or something like that. Yeah. Um, also, I really think that before the dog ever got to that point, like, they would either have took the dog to the vet or killed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they don't come up with people who take their dogs to the vet. Huh? They, the family, the the. That's what I would. Like, that's why I put that second part. Oh, in there. okay, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So is that it? Yeah. All right. So that's gonna be it for our show for this week. Uh, we would like to thank everybody for joining us on this week's show. Uh, we would especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. For our film news, TV news, and reviews, go to yourentertainmentcorner.com. Uh, drop us a line at therealappeal at gmail.com. That's real with two E's. Um, I don't know. Give your opinion of the show. Tell us a story. You know, we'll most likely read it uh, on, on the on air. On the toilet. On the toilet. <laughs> you can find this podcast on all podcast catchers and don't be afraid to review us on whatever catcher you use to uh, download your podcast um so we're gonna be back next week um we'll try to you know i know today's today this episode's coming out on a thursday but you know life and all that kind of stuff um but you can expect our review uh of creed the third one creed three uh, which is in theaters Friday, March 3rd. Um, with that, we're going to do our geriatric cinematic, which is 1976's uh, Rocky. Uh, Rocky is streaming on uh, Netflix, Prime Video, Paramount Plus, and other... Oh, and available to rent on Apple TV, Amazon, YouTube, and other VOD services. Uh, the topic is, I kiss greatness with my fist. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, here's the story. And this is this this is peruse how much I'm just like yeah it's just dogs they're cute. I was uh, I think I was like sixteen. I'll say sixteen between. I think it was sixteen. I think it was sixteen. Mm. And I was uh, walking home, minding my own business, and uh, to my right, I hear so I hear somebody screaming like oh I'm sorry yelling. At somebody, at something to like stop, like let let's just say she was yelling, uh, "Buddy!" Right? She was like, "Buddy, stop!" Like, "Buddy, no!" Mm-hmm. And I, so I turn and I see this woman. Sorry, this girl. And I, I, and now I think about. It, I knew this girl. I went to middle school with her. She's running towards me like fast. Really? I mean, really. Right? You're like, really? I know. She's running fast, and she's wearing flip-flops, so she's really running, uh-huh. right? And I just look down just a bit, and it's her dog. And I think it was like a, it was a Rottweiler. Rottweiler. A Rottweiler? Rottweiler. <laughs> I know, Rottweiler. <laughs> uh, no, no, I think it was a pit bull. 
Oh, okay. It was a pit bull. Um, the dog, it's like running full speed towards me. Mm-hmm. Like just... and clearly it's coming towards me because i'm standing with like perfectly lined up and my brain goes or my mind goes shit that dog is coming right at me Hmm. and then the dog lunges at me just jumps goes at me like full force and i just turn my body slightly to the right and the dog missed me (laughs) <laughs> just, but see when it like it was happening so fast but obviously as i replay it i'm remembering like certain details it like flies by me and i hear like that <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was louder it was like <laughs> but the dog the dog the purpose the dog's mission was to i'm gonna fuck up that person i see right now and it almost got me and i just kind of went it's like the bullet that was his past, but yeah. it was its mouth instead. It was like, Whoa. yeah, exactly. And the girl, she like, like, and the dog keeps running, mm-hmm. and the girl catches up to me. She's like, "I'm so sorry," and I was like, "All right," and I just kept walking. Mm-hmm.